Hello everybody, this is Cordell McClung with OAB Basketball. We're a skill development business that offers one-on-one basketball workouts, jump training, strength and conditioning workouts, and virtual training via Zoom or FaceTime. We are located in Somersville, West Virginia. For more information about who we are and what we do, look us up on social media. We have Facebook, Instagram, X, formerly known as Twitter, and TikTok. And as always, discomfort breeds success. Hey there, friends. You're listening to It's Time to Talk About It with Maxetta Gad. And guess what? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> hey, I'm so glad you're here. We have lots to talk about today. But before we get started, if you are enjoying this podcast, please hit that follow button for me and please share this with your friends. And last but not least, rate and review this wherever you're listening from. Let's get to it. Let's talk about it. So uh, this will be, this episode will be available on the YouTube channel as well at Maxetta Gad, Chatting with Maxie. It will also be published as a podcast episode. So I'm excited for today's guest. She is not just a guest and she's much more than just a friend to me. I have Betsy Morris with me today. And Betsy is someone super special in my life. I consider her a spiritual mentor. Um, she has walked me through many, 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 many things over the course of our friendship. I have learned so much from her that I knew she was a voice that we needed to get to you all. Okay. So she represents many things and has many stories she could share. But today I ask her to zero in on being a military mama, right? So her son, Ben Morris was in the military and she'll tell you a little more about that. But during his time in the military, he was also deployed. And um, I did not have a personal correlation with someone being deployed until uh, I met Betsy. We were actually friends during his deployments. So I watched as a mother, I watched another mother have to trust God on a whole different level, I think, with her child. <laughs> you know, we all trust God with our children, but this was just something very um, deep for me, a, a very intense trust that I hadn't seen before. So I was like, Betsy's got to be on here. She's got to be the voice of the military moms. Mm. Now we are focusing on the moms because Betsy and I are moms, but what she's going to share with you, she'll share about uh, Ben's dad, which is Betsy's husband, John. And uh, Ben also has a sibling, uh, Greg Morris, his brother, and any of the extended family that she wants to share about. But uh, I'm real excited for you to hear about her. You may know Betsy from Camp Caesar. She was the director there for a while. She has since transitioned into another role. She has, as I said, she and John have two adult children and those children have families and I'll let you share whatever she wants to about them. But the gentleman we're focusing on tonight is Ben and Ben in, in Hawaii. Okay. So, I mean, who doesn't want to be in Hawaii? Betsy's made a trip or two over there, but Betsy, hey, we're glad to have you. Super Thank glad. You. Oh thank you. Goodness. I'm so pleased as punch to be here tonight. Yeah. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. So please add anything to that introduction that you want to add or um, correct anything that may need corrected. Oh, I don't have anything to add to that introduction. <laughs> I'm, I'm flattered, beyond flattered. Yeah. And uh, 
yeah. you know, um, an opportunity to represent military families in any capacity yeah. is something I think any military family um, member would do. Yeah. And uh, it's a whole different lifestyle when you yeah. are part of a military family and you're the extended network, mm -hmm. you know, for them. Um, and um, so I'm pleased to get to be here to represent all those mamas and those parents that are out there and, you know, and husbands and, you know, even mothers now are, are deployed and doing stints in the military. Right. Yeah. How difficult that is for the family. Yeah. And, um, and so that's the aspect I want to bring is just encouragement to those families, you know, as they're traveling through that um, time well, with a you know, family member in the military and how you encourage yourself and you conduct yourself out in where others will see you and you, you can become that role model for your soldier. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. That is fantastic. Now listening to listening other, I hope people are listening and they will, <laughs> but um, I was going to say, listen to the viewers and the listeners. You will see my cup if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening on a podcast, you'll hear my eyes go swishy, swishy. Uh, your girl's got to have a little something to wet her whistle during this conversation. So, you know, we're all friends here. And if we need a little sippy sip, we're going to have one. Betsy's probably sipping water. I have completed my water for the day. I'm having a little Pepsi. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. needed. It's needed. Right. I mean, like, we got to be good grandmas now. Like, we got to have energy. <laughs> That's right. That is right. I guess, indeed. Okay, so let's talk about Ben. Okay. Ben, when did he decide, hey, I want to join the military? Was this something he had talked about as a young boy, or did it just come out of the blue as a surprise? You know, um, I, when I started reflecting on that question, and uh, when you and I talked about the things that we might talk, you know, topics we might touch on, I am not surprised that Ben chose the military as a career. As a child, um, he grew up on G.I. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and we, yeah. we had every G.I. Joe figure. You know, we had all the little pieces of equipment. We watched the TV show every day. He just mm -hmm. always had a pull towards the military, right? And and that adventure, you know, because on the cartoon they make it look quite adventurous, you know. Yeah. And the and the uh, the bad guy was never another country, right? It was Cobra, uh, yeah. was yeah. Name. and uh, you know, and so it made Christmas pretty easy for John and I because you know whatever the new GI Joe, they were huge, you know, they were great big, you know, whatever pieces of equipment they were, and um, and you would just buy those, and he would just be happy, right? Little GI Joe sent him off to school in a GI Joe lunchbox. I mean, you know, the whole nine yeah. yards. So it kind of started early. I mean, his yeah. interest in that, yeah. 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 And uh, John has a um, an uncle, and he was retired military, and at one point he was the highest ranking uh, retired. Air Force person in the state of West Virginia, and his name was Floyd Gerwig, and he was just um, an inspiration to everybody, and Ben just would listen and talk to Floyd, and I have a feeling in my heart, I've never asked Ben where that came from, but I have a feeling in my heart that that was his first indication that he wanted to be in the military, mm -hmm. because I didn't have anybody directly in my family. Like he wasn't carrying on a family right. tradition. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so this came about, but, um, you know, 
I have heard it said that we live life forward and we understand it backwards, right? And so now that I look back at Ben's life, I can look at that and I can say God used every part of his, you know, growing up and um, the things that he loved to do, the characters and the traits that he had, um, the experiences that he had to mold him into this soldier that he would become, right? That's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, it really is. And so when Bing got ready to graduate um, high school, he didn't really want to go on the college track. That just wasn't something he wanted. He liked uh, outdoors. He liked to be in competition. He liked to do those kinds of things, right? And so um, out of his welding class, um, Mike Gray sent them up, you know, it was time to take the ASVABs and Ben's like, I don't really have a career plan. This is going to be good. He went up and took the ASVABs and uh, didn't say a word to us. We did not have a clue that he had done that. And uh, so the recruiter shows up at our door, right? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And, and my husband's like, well, no, you can't have my son. And <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> no, you can't have him. He's ours. Yeah. And uh, but, you know, Ben Ben wanted to do that. It was a career yeah. choice that he wanted. And at that time, that was in 2001, and um, probably in April of 2001, and we were in a military conflict, right? And so in mine and John's eyes, we were like, yeah, this will be a good choice for Ben. He'll do three years in the military. He'll get all these benefits all through life and la, 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 la. You know, we kind of planned his future out for him as we do with parents. Oh boy, and so, yeah. Yeah, that happens. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then we just greatly learned that, um, you know, that uh, how hard it was going to be. And um, Ben, um, John wasn't near as ready for Ben to leave as, you know, his mother and John had worked. He was he was away. And so it was just me and the boys at the home at the house. He worked away. He was home on the weekends. And so when it came time for us to take Ben down, you take him to the office, you know, and they you know, they swear them in, right? He does his oath and he signs his papers and things. I did not, I just didn't think John was going to be able, he didn't go. It was his mother that took him. Aww, yeah. <laughs> I'm not oh, sure John yeah. ever really forgave me for that a couple of times. I think he threw yeah. it up in my fight. In my, you know, in those um, moments when you're yeah. so yeah. tense, when life was so tense, it, you know, that'll slip out and it'll be, well, you took him. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, Betsy, which branch is he in? He's in the army. The army. That's right. He's in the army. I mm -hmm. failed to mention that. I should have, but yes. Yeah. But yeah. actually, I'm sure the feelings and experiences that you're going through, any military parent will have very similar, you know, mm -hmm. if not exactly very similar feelings mm -hmm. and experiences. And it's very, you know, it's a very um, prestigious, yes. you know, yes. um, trait um the day truce vocation the day truce choose to follow right and yes. so i was just so proud when i took him down to yes. um down to, down there to be sworn in and um you know and hey this was going to be good you know they come to your house and they take your child right and they put him in the back of a car with a short little bag and they'll tell you they'll send his things home and he's oh, gone. What? what yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's how they do that. Like they come to the house and they get you. <laughs> they pick okay. you up and they take you away. Yeah. So that you didn't like take him and drop him off. They yeah. come to the house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Did yeah. They? And John just, uh, John was, John just, it was such a hard day for him 
to let Ben go. Yeah. It was so hard, so hard. And yep. And he went to Fort Jackson, South Carolina for his um, basic training. Right. And so you, know, you go to the MEP center. I'm sure he did all the processing things that they do. And then he went to Fort Jackson, South Carolina for his basic training. Isn't that something? I mm -hmm. did not know that. So they rolled. Where were you guys? Were you at Camp Caesar at the time? No, no, no. Huh? So no. We were at the Blue House. At the Blue House. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. We and yeah. so in pulls this. Oh, gosh, I did not know that. I mean, we even talked before this. So, and I just missed that. I mean, you might have said it. I completely. No, I don't think I said that. I don't I think I learned so much from you during that call that. Um, so in pulls this car. <laughs> Oh gosh, I, it always takes my breath away. <laughs> so yep. in pulls this car and you know what time they're going to be there, I'm assuming. Like yep. they're coming on this date mm -hmm. at this time. And so let's talk about those like like 30 minutes before. Are y'all just walking around the house? You yep. having a snack? You giving him a hug? What you, what's happening there? You just, you're just, you just keep reassuring them that the choice that they've made is honorable and that, you know, that God is going to watch out. He's going to protect him, you know, and from, um, you know, all through Benjamin's military career, the Lord has reminded me of the scriptures that you pray for your children. And, you know, I think as parents, when we start listening to the voice of God and he gives us those scriptures, we don't realize the longevity of that prayer, right? We don't right. see right. where that's going to be in, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. And so, you know, one of the scriptures that we prayed for Ben throughout his life was, um, and I would tell you that it is in Luke and it's, and it was a scripture that was just for Ben. And it was, and the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. And I would pray that for Ben, not really ever knowing where his path in life was going to lead him. And the Lord would take me back to that so many times. Yeah. And as we got ready for him to leave, of course, we had prayer. We had lots of prayer, sure. you know, um, and it's not like, you know, me, I probably gave him six snacks and, you know, mm -hmm. you know. Here's, they give you a list of the things he's allowed to have. You know, you send his original birth certificate, his original social security card. Here's his change of clothes that he can have. And when he gets to the processing center, then, you know, they send all that stuff back to you. You get all that stuff back once they have copied it and completed that process. And as he left, you know, we, as we prepared for that, the Lord gave me a scripture and, um, and I, I, and it's in Second Timothy uh, 1 and 12. And it says, I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep That's that it. which I have committed to him until the day. Mm -hmm. And in my book, I write until the day he comes home. Right. Yeah. And we just yeah. didn't know where he was going to be and how hard it was going to how emotional. I don't think John nor I nor Ben realized how emotional it was going to be you know we took um and when you grow up in a small town and i'm sure this could be for anybody who's from our county or any of the counties you know around us our children grow up so sheltered and protected from mm -hmm. um city life you know right. and we probably do them a you know, disservice by not knowing 
the ways of the world, right? And who to trust and who not to trust and how to pick those people. And those are hard lessons to learn. And we spend our life protecting our children. And, you know, Ben grew up in a county where he knew everybody and everybody knew him, you sure. know, your, your, your Betsy's kid, your John's kid, your Greg's brother, you know what I mean? Your, yeah. your, you know, even and, his grandparents, uh, you know, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, yeah. And so everything was fine. You know, you have very limited contact when they're in basic training. And so, you know, he left the first part of August and uh, I was working um, at that point in, um, in another job. And, um, we had gone to a training and we were in a in a room in a hotel room there and we'd stepped out to have breakfast the morning of 9-11 right and not knowing what was going to happen we watched as the news flashes come on and we all say where were you that day where were you that day when 9-11 happened that's where i was i was at a training and i watched i watched our world change that day right and i knew as I, I stepped away and went back upstairs to the to my room and I just sobbed and cried, not only for the people that were on there, but I knew that our country would go to war. There would be retaliation. And my child was already there. Oh, it's not like I could say, wait, whoa, stop the bus. Not my child. Bring him home. Yeah. Bring him home. I, you know, and um, I knew then that we were things had changed. And so over the, the course of the next couple of days, the military broke tradition and they let kids call home because they felt like the kids needed reassurance. Yeah. And the parents certainly needed reassurance that our our little kids, these little whippersnappers that are just barely 18, you know, um, Ben turned 18 in June and left in eight, in August. And there he was in basic training during 9-11. That's what and, I was going to ask if he had finished basic training yet or he, so he yeah. was in the midst of it. I mean, he mm-hmm. was okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we weren't sure that, you know, you, when you go down, you know, you're invited to go to all the ceremonies and we made all those trips and we did all those things. And, but you just knew in the back of your mind, you just knew as the events were going to unfold that we were going to go, there would be retaliation for 9-11 mm-hmm. and, um, and it would be executed by the people in our military, right? You just knew that's how it was yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And uh, and so you know when um and Ben finished um basic training and he had such good um, drill sergeants. He just had such a such good people. And of course, you know, he got to learn that some people will steal things from you and some people will lie to you. He got to see all those pieces. Mm-hmm of society that we try and protect our children from. But again, you know, there's nothing you can do. It's not like you can go right. down to Fort Jackson and say, I'm going to, need to see Ben Morris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Bring that private specialist little kid out here to me. His mama needs him. And, um, you know, um, and so, yeah, but we transitioned and we did, we did as good, I think, you know, as we could. Mm-hmm. And as we watched him, um, then he, you know, uh, once you completed your training, it's called MOS, and you complete your training after basic training, then you're given an MOS, and that's what you're going to do, okay? It's your vocation within the military, because the military life is really just, you know, a whole lot like a normal job. Once they're through that, they just get to do lots of other things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And 
Yeah, so, so yes, he was going to do mechanics. So okay. that was, yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you're in, when he's in the military though, now mm -hmm. this might be more of when he's deployed, but when he's working, like you said, a regular job, but in or for mm -hmm. the military, do you have access to him? Like, can you call him anytime? Can he call you anytime? No. 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 So it's no. still, there's uh, designated times for contact. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and to see him, like if you went there or for him to come home, you can't just say, hey, we're coming down to see you. <laughs> no, no, no. no okay. you can't get on the military installations where they are. Okay. You know? And so, um, you know, you have to have, there's a lot of protocol to being able okay. to, and you understand that, you know, yeah. and certainly after 9-11, we locked down, you know. That's right. Our, That's yeah, right. It, I bet it, it was even more yeah. so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it changed how we how we gave access to people. Yeah, you know, um, within the military yeah. bases, but they bring him home, you know. So, you know, it's an admirable um, career, and they would, you know, yeah. he would, get, you know, short little terms, and you know, we could go pick him up, and they would give him a pass, and you could go see him. And um, but you can only be so many hours away, right? And so we couldn't make the threshold um, <laughs> from South Carolina to yeah. West Virginia. So my mother lived in North Carolina, so we could go to the Carolinas, and yeah. um, we could get him. My stepfather was an ex-military, so he had a military yeah. ID. He could yeah. get on the base to get Ben, and he could bring him back. And um, so yeah, and lots of, learn lots of things. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I told you that when we talked on the phone, there was a lot I mm -hmm. didn't know. I've always very much respected military. My dad instilled that in us in a great way, very much respected uh, men and women of the military. But there's just a lot you don't know until mm -hmm. you walk through it um, as mm -hmm. you have. So he's in the military. He gets his assignment. He's working. 9-11 yep. has occurred. You you kind of know what's uh, what's what's coming. So can we talk about when the call comes in or what does that look like? Does he call you and say, hey, hey, mom and dad, I'm I'm getting ready to get deployed or what does that process look like? It's, um, it's um, activating your unit. Your unit's been activated. Okay. And um, um, and so there's a protocol then that they put in place so that you know that your 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 unit is going to be called up and um, you're going to you're going to be on the move and um and they have this window of um you know time then that they are permitted to be able to have the time to come home to speak to your family and there's a lot of things that you have to get ready um ben wasn't married then so you know john and i we had to put you know checking accounts and they had to be you know things like that we had to put you know because there wasn't going to be anybody there to make a car payment and things like that. So we had to get a power of attorney. We had lots of different things you had to do um, because we didn't have any, he didn't have anybody that was going to be on this side that was going to be able to do that. And the first time he went, Max out of really, truly, I had no idea where we, what we were going to face and what this was really going to look like. And, um, and how difficult this was going to be, right? How difficult yeah. this was going to be for us. And I can only imagine how hard it was for him because Ben was always, always, you know, family oriented, family first, you know, God, country, you know, and family, you know, and, and that was just his life. And um, he was always so cognizant of that and family gatherings and 
those events were what we marked our, how we marked our history for our family. And so um, when he, as he got ready to deploy, he was in um, Texas. And so, you know, John and I went down uh, in February and we got to see him there in Texas um, before they deployed uh, for that first time that was in February. And, and then it's just like, you know, hurry, hurry, hurry. And then it's wait, 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 we're not going yet. We're not going yet. We're not going yet. And so, you know, we weren't really sure of the exact date. And then the other side to that is that they can't say those things over the phone to you. Like, you know, they can't call you and say, Hey, we're leaving. We're going to leave on August, you know, April the 3rd at six o'clock. They can't, they couldn't, you know, that we were so concerned that people could hear the conversations and had to protect our military as we were flying them in, right? All these protocols and things around that. And so, um, and I have it listed in my Bible. And of course, you know, I just had to go to God because here is my child and you're going to take him away and you're going to take him to another country. And yeah, you probably have done a really good job of teaching him, but you're still going to take my child away. And that was really the most difficult thing that I know that John and I as parents that we ever had to face through parenting was that day that he was deployed and Ben didn't go one time he went four deployments right Did but the- hear that Betsy and her family um Ben was deployed four different times over his military career correct mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. not Two. only is Ben being deployed her family's walking through this journey four separate times right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's so hard. It's so yeah. hard. So he left the first time and I have it in my Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 42703. And um and um Greg had an event at the school and being called, right? And he's like, Mom, this is the last time. You know, um, like this is we're leaving. And you just all you can say to them is reassure them of your, of your love for them to trust God, trust God. Son, I have instilled this in you, trust God and, and know that we are going to be here for you. No matter, no matter what happens, no matter what you have to face, we will be here for you. We will be strong. And um, I told you that one of the steps that they have soldiers do for each deployment is that they have them write a letter and no parent of a military person ever wants to open that letter, the contents of that letter. And, um, and it's the letter that you leave the words that you would want to say to those people that you've left behind in the event that you're, you don't get to come home. And, um, thank, I thank God throughout that time that we never had to open the letter. We never had to open the letter. And, I'm sure that it was as hard as it was for us to just to put that together in our mind. I can't imagine 18 years old. Right. um, And trying to, you know, well, he would have been, he was 19 at that time. And, um, but when he was trying to express that, I I mean, at 19, you know, two that have passed 19 and one that is 19, I don't even know if they can fully grasp, like, what, what would you say? 
if you could yeah. never speak to your loved ones again, you know, what would you say? But here he is. I imagine him at 19 in that situation looks much more mature than my 19 year old in college, you know, because of the training, because of, of the structure and because of, I think, you know, he knew what he was going into, maybe not exactly, but I mean, he knew, Hey, I'm, I'm being deployed. Like this is serious. This is, mm -hmm. yes, that's certainly, uh, Mm -hmm. that's intense when you talk to me about the letter when we were talking on the phone it just uh mm -hmm. I mean I could barely speak I thought oh my gosh yeah you mm -hmm. that's one letter you do not want to receive you ever want to get that yeah. and uh, you know our local VFW and um places you know um did a great job of educating us as parent um spouses uh there were lots of people there and um I shared with you that you can become um you're, you become blue star families when they're deployed uh, and so yes blue star families and they gave you a little blue star you could put it in your window and that had come through time at different events and different wars that we fought and I didn't realize how hard this was going to be but we watched this play out on tv you know and you could watch every night you could watch cnn every night and you could watch the news every night and we didn't have you know it wasn't like live stream from your phone no but still so <laughs> but much you, information you, i hadn't even yeah. thought about that there's just yeah. oh gosh so yeah. how how did you manage that did you well, did you watch or did you shut it off or how did you navigate that you know and uh, john was still working away and um the day that ben called to say goodbye the first time john was he couldn't get a hold of his dad he was at work and so he called the house, right? No cell phones. You know, we weren't living by cell phones then. So he just called the house phone. And, um, you know, um, and we watched it and watched it day. And I would just watch so intently. Like, like I would get up in the morning and I would watch any footage that would have on the, on the war. And just hopefully you would see your son or your loved one in there. And you don't realize how that plays on your psyche right and it was greg one day that walked in and turned the tv off and he was like enough you cannot do this because i you know it's not that i wasn't walking in faith it was just that my heart was so heavy it was just sure. so heavy and the lord had given me a scripture and I'm, i will read that to you and you know this was just my scripture that i had to go to the word of god because there was nothing i could do to stop the progress of where we were and, and that you couldn't stop history from being made, right? This is, these are events, world events that are going to change our lives. And so the Lord gave me a scripture and it's in Samuel and it says, um, and, and I'm looking at um, chapter 16, verse 18, and a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person, and the Lord is with him. And I would write the scriptures down, and I would put them in the refrigerator, and I had them in a bookmarker form, and I, I just had them in two or three places, and I would just carry those. But you just became overwhelmed when you would watch on TV, mm -hmm. and you would see... Um, because the media loves to show the pictures, you know, and the more graphic they can get, the better they like it. And then you realize you watch these um, attacks 
and you go to bed at night and you lay down and you're like, wait a minute, there's somebody with a gun and a weapon, an RPG, a grenade or whatever, the, whatever weapon it is. And their goal is to kill my child. And there's no one more precious to us than our children. And for the thoughts of what that was, like how, and no contact, like, you know, no, no contact, no contact. Um, if you were fortunate enough, he would have to go to bed and um, there would be a time allotted for you and they would wake you up. It didn't matter to them what time it could be 3 a.m. over there. And, um, and the, that would be your time. Right. And so they would try and call. Um, and so it didn't matter. You know, he tried really diligently to try and call and to keep track of us. And, you know, it, it was sketchy to say the least, you know, if you could hear him, but at least you knew he was okay. And again, not allowed to say where you are, not allowed to say where you're traveling, not allowed to, to give anything, that says, you know, other than I'm okay, I'm okay. Um, and so my salvation was Greg stepping in and saying, stop this. You cannot watch this every moment that you're awake waiting to see him. It's, it's making you, you know, just, you're just thinking those thoughts and you're, you're keeping that. And I think the first deployment was probably the learning part of it was without a doubt the hardest. Um, and, um, and, but you just had to hold on to the word of God because there just was nothing else physically that we could hold on to. Right. There wasn't, it's not like I could go there and get him, you know, and, uh, and he, you know, he just had minor little things that would happen and they didn't have, you know, all the first aid stuff and maybe things that medicine that you would think they would have. And that first deployment, we just, there was such a vast difference between the first time he was deployed and the last time he was deployed. Right. Um, and, and the accessibility to the mess hall and those things, it was such a vast difference between those in, in that span um, and moving supply lines and things there. And they could, take better care of our soldiers. So my goal was to make him understand how much we loved and missed him. And so my therapy um, was not only the word of God, right? But it was these boxes that we were allowed to mail, right? And so you would mail these APO and um, uh, you have this little, you know, right? You have a box, a square box, you know, a flat rate box. APO box from the United Postal Service. <laughs> and you would feel that box, right? Yeah. I could feel a box like <laughs> you just can't even imagine. And so that became my outlet and my therapy. I would go and I would so you know, you might get, you know, beef jerky and you might put in a book and you might have, you know, a pack packs of gum, you know, and you never knew if they were going to make it for sure. Right. Because so many of them are lost. So, you know, and you would, but that was my, that was my world was to make sure that he had things that when, wherever he was out doing, when he came back, there was a box from home and, um, you know, certainly Christmas and those milestones in our lives, you know, were times that were so hard and the loss is greater 
of their presence being with you um, during that time. And so everything we would do, we would take pictures and, you know, it's not, we didn't like you weren't sending them on your phone. Like you were literally taking pictures, going and having them printed and sending them. <laughs> in the old days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and um, every once in a while you would get a, something from him. Now, um, I didn't realize until recently when I was going through some of those old letters and things, Luckily, Ben Morris never wrote his mom. He wrote every address on his letter was to his father. And I'm like, hmm. hold on. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but it it wasn't an easy thing, but sure. it was a very proud moment for us. Oh, um, yes. Yes, you know, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that is, yes. yes. And, um, and you become very keenly aware and, um, I worked, and then when I went to work at Camp Caesar, we instituted, um, the, we observed a red shirt Friday, and red means remember everyone deployed, R-E-D, red, yeah. red shirt Friday, and that's still a national campaign, you can still do that today, we don't have as many deployed people, but during the yeah. height of the war, we did, mm -hmm. and um, uh, and so we did that. Um, at the camp, we put on, we made all of our t-shirts on Fridays were red. We encouraged all of the campers to wear red with us in support of our military, but not only to support them, you know, through wearing red, but pray for these people, pray for these families. I met so many families and so many um, mothers, particularly who, who couldn't understand why, why John and I weren't, um, you know, we weren't self-medicating. We weren't, we weren't on antidepressants. We were not on anxiety pills. I, I never had to do that. I'm not going to tell you that there weren't moments that I probably should have been. <laughs> if you had seen me in a Walmart and I'm trying to do this quote shopping, right. For these boxes. And I would just, this overwhelmingness would just, it would just come on me and I would just miss him so much. Oh yeah. And, um, I would just start to cry right in like, I would just have to leave everything in the buggy and walk away outside or to the bathroom, compose myself. And I had those episodes and it could be the easiest thing. You know, it could be one of Ben's favorite foods and it would just put me over the, over the, you know, and it's, um, but those are the, those were the hardest days. And one day I was coming back home and I came across the Bolaire Strait, right? And, just as I was started down the straight and you look up at the mountains and I heard the voice of the Lord remind me of a scripture in my heart. I lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. And we say this, my help comes from the Lord. And that's how, when I knew that I had to, I had to become more earnest in my prayer time to God. Um, and how do you, how do you trust God with the most important thing in your life that you had and it's your children and parents have to do it all the time, you know, for whether they're in a hospital or they're away at school or wherever they are, you, we do it all the time. And um, this was harder. It was only harder because of the visual visuals on TV. And we would watch those coffins come off of those airplanes with a flag over them. And I couldn't let my mind go there. I could not, I could not say, 
if this happens to be in, we're going to play this song at his funeral. We're going to, I just could not go there. And the nighttime I thought was probably the hardest. And you would just have to go to those. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. The Lord is able to keep that which I have committed unto you. You are faithful God. And it will, because you have no recourse, they wouldn't let me go there and get him. Right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I mean, you couldn't protect him. You had no say so on, yeah. no, I don't, I don't want my son placed there. Let's put him somewhere yeah. else, you know. That's what I was thinking of as a mom. We're caretakers. So as, mm -hmm. as I was thinking about you packing those boxes, at least, you know, mm -hmm. you want to provide some sort of care, but then you also want to protect them and you want them safe and and you want them to be and have what they want, but mm -hmm. you no longer have a say-so in any of that. So it is no. fully trusting the Lord. I mean, those are not just words. Those are not just um, suggestions. I watched you walk it out like you did it. I mean, you you had to guard what, what your ears heard, what your eyes mm -hmm. and and um, what come out of your mouth, you know? Yes. I mean, so... Yeah, that is, um, that's intense, but, but I want everyone to hear that you didn't get through this on your own strength. Oh gosh, no. It was, it was the strength of the Lord and you had to continue and John as well. Um, you had to continue to live your lives. Like you had jobs, you had responsibilities. Mm -hmm. um, you had another child still that mm -hmm. needed attention. And I don't know how old Greg was. Was he in high school or? He was, yeah, he would have been, he would have started his freshman year, you know, when Ben um, was oh, there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, freshman year of high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you had all of that too to focus <laughs> on. Yeah. Ooh, so let's let's just tap into that a minute there, Mama Mary. Um, <laughs> how how do you? I don't I don't know what terminology I want to use. How do you divide your attention to make sure you're celebrating and walking with one through high school? But I would imagine twenty four seven, your mind is on. Yep. Ben, you know. Yep. Yeah, yep. and it, it's a balancing act, you know. Right. Um. I think the Lord sends so many people in our path. We yeah. were surrounded by such a good church family. Yes. And on those days that you were just overwhelmed, you just knew that the Lord laid you on somebody else's heart. Yeah. And they prayed for you that day that you just, you were just so overwhelmed with it. Um, and you know, um, I'm so thankful for my church family. I, I would not have made it if it wasn't for right. the people that God placed in my life mm -hmm. all along my family, you know, John's family, our church families, there were so many people and I never took it for granted that they prayed. Right. And, um, and people like you, you know, and if it came to your heart that day to pray, that's the reason I think it's so important when somebody comes to our minds and we haven't seen them or been around them, and yet there they are right there that day to just pause, you know, and take that moment um, to pray for them or to reach out to them, you know, and minister to them. And I really tried to do that. I think Claudia Toothman's son, um, yeah. Frank, graduated with Ben um, and they were deployed pretty close the same time. Yeah. So you know, it was like we shared a special bond. Mm -hmm. um and then robert wilson um we call him camel That's you know he right. was yeah mm -hmm. you know and so we had you know west virginia has such a high rate of 
of young people who have entered into the military and uh, have done admirable. But I will tell you, this is a shocking as, as we do. You listen to the, um, like at the county fair um, and other, when they'll do the placing of the wreath um, and they do the reading of the names, right? We don't read any names of losses to Webster County during the Gulf War, during that time. God is so faithful. And you can think it's a little thing. It's not a little thing. It is a little thing. I am overwhelmed every year when we watch that and we listen to that, that my child's name isn't on there. And, you know, I shared with you that when you have a family member that doesn't come home from a deployment, you become a gold star parent. And, and they rightly said they should be acknowledged, but I don't ever want to be that. That's not where I wanted to be. And it's, again, that's the battle in your mind, you know, and you're taught to cast down those things. Don't, you can't let your mind go there. And there's nobody else that can walk that out, but you, there is no one else that can walk that out, but you, you know, um, and uh, so let's fast forward in Ben's military career, right? And so, you know, we get through the first deployment, we go through a second, a third, we get to the fourth one, and I am just almost so mad at God, I can't believe it. I cannot believe that you've got lots of people in this military, you do not need my child. <laughs> he started a family at that point, yeah. you know, and um He's a beautiful baby girl at home. You can't take him. You can't take him. And, but yet, yet he did. And, but you know, God's ways are so much higher than ours. And you just keep thinking, why, what good could it possibly do for you to take my child again and have to, I don't know if it was for his safety for him, or if it was just maybe selfishly being me, not wanting to go through this. <laughs> I don't want to. Listen, no one could blame you for that. I mean, no one could. Again, it's, it's honorable. Indeed, it is. But as a mom, yeah, I, I feel you on that. I, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, but, you know, and, and and he did. You know, he left in 2010. Yeah. And, um, um, and he went back. And that was his last tour uh, that he did. But, you know, it's when I, as I said, we live, you know, forward and we understand backwards. And uh, when I was asked one time to come to the high school and, and you know, talk about, you know, at a veterans program that they did there. And so, you know, Ben had learned along the way to uh, write, right? And, um, you know, and it was the teachers, it was Miss Gilliam, it was Mary Ross that taught him at the high school how, how to write, right? It was Mike Gray and you know, two years of welding mm-hmm. that taught me and, and mm-hmm. yeah, how yeah. to construct and reinforce his, his Humvee mm-hmm. so that it wasn't, you know, as um, vulnerable out there in those attacks. It's those things that you don't know that God's preparing you for all along the way. And so, you know, here I am praying over this child, God, fill him with wisdom and let your grace and your favor be upon him. And we don't realize that for God to do that, you don't get to call the shots. <laughs> Guess what? That's the part, man. <laughs> God, that's not fair. Like, right. I don't know what he means. <laughs> you know? And um, 
Um, and so, you know, God and I the whole time been in his last deployment. I really struggled with it. I really, really struggled because I just didn't want to. It just didn't seem fair that he needed to go a fourth time. But I'm so grateful to God that he taught me that even even when every element of my body says no, no, no. And you fight against it. God says, I'm using this for his good and for, yeah. you know, and for being good and for God's glory. And you just have to remember that. And you just have to stand even when you don't completely understand and don't agree. You it doesn't change the word. It doesn't change the situation. And so, you know, Ben came home um, from that. And his next time he went, you know, he he went to drill sergeant. So he became a drill sergeant. Then he became the teacher of the soldiers, right, that they would continue to deploy. And he knew because he had such a vast knowledge of the military lifestyle and he knew the skill sets that these young 18 year olds coming into the military needed to know before they were deployed and that became priceless. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. How do you, how do you, how can you, other than going through it, how can you ever learn that? Right. Right. How can you learn that? And there is no way other than just going through that. And so, you know, here we are then later. And then you have to kind of go to God and say, here I was. I thought this, you were just really (laughs) being mean to me and being mean to my family. And, you know, because you, no, you have to be honest with God. You yeah. know, yeah. sometimes we go through things that are just really, really darn hard to explain. And um, Ben became so good at what he does there. Yeah. You know, his next deployment. And Ben, John and I have been so blessed. You have to look at the blessings, right? So everywhere he's been, you know, we've been really um, blessed to be able to go. Yeah. And so from and South Carolina. I would like for him to stay there. We could get yeah. in a vehicle. We could drive down, see him, see the kids, you know, and he was there, but it was hard. That was a hard life too. drill sergeant. If it's possible to be any harder than being deployed, it's pretty darn hard. That was, you know, taxing on him. And uh, I hear my husband coming home. Uh, you might get to see him after all. Hey. Uh, <laughs> and uh, sorry. Um, and so, well, fast forward, then he goes to Colorado, right? And so that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had been in Kansas. We'd been there. That was good. We've been to Texas. We've been, you know, these places that he was. Um, but the military life for couples is very hard and yeah. requires a lot of um, compassion and love. And, sure. um, you know, and, you know, um, Ben's wife returned to Hawaii with the kids and Ben's desire was so great to be there, but the military life was what he needed. And so he came out of active military. He went into um, reserves and he is able to still be there. Um, And then you can be at the base where you want to be. Right. So where is he today? He is in Hawaii. Right. And yeah. And so, and he's, you know, He's been there now for quite some time and uh, and doing really good. And so just to, you know, just not just to share with you, not understanding the path that God needed him to be on. He needed him to know what the elements were that he needed to teach young soldiers to yeah. come in. We'll never know on this side of heaven. 
how, what that impact was that Ben, you know, had. Ben had really good soldiers that were with him, and he had some, you know, people that you would have w- wished that weren't there. But yeah. by the same token, you don't, we don't get to pick those people in our kids' lives now. Right. You know, we don't. And, and one so, thing I've learned, and I know you too, God doesn't waste anything. So all of those years, I mean, it's continual preparation for what's coming next, what's coming next, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm sure that that Ben benefited his soldiers more than we'll ever know. I mean, both mm-hmm. um, military-wise, but I'm sure personally as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, because you know, part of what they tell them in um, in times of war is that you have to keep things stable on the home front because it gives soldiers the ability to focus on the enemy that they're really fighting, and not the enemy that they think is you know at home and and how hard that is for soldiers yeah. you know to keep their minds set on what they have to do, what is in front of you to do, you know and. Ben was very um, fortunate in that um, he got to do some courses that they offered through, I think it was through Penn State, and it was on uh, teaching resiliency, which I find fascinating. But how do you teach resiliency? And he is now, you know, he is a resiliency trainer. That's what he does, part of what he does. Had he not had the events, had we not had the the skill sets that he had, um, had he not survived those things he would not be where he is today so today ben writes um and implements the new training standards for soldiers coming into the military but i have to tell you this one thing because i'm a braggy kind of mom just a yeah. little bit yeah little that's bit. okay yeah and uh, you know and when ben uh, made the transition over to hawaii and um it just didn't seem like things were going according to plan right so you know, um, my mother moved over there to help him take care of the kids while he was there. And I got to saying, and you had mentioned this earlier with our mouth, right? I had got to saying, it just seems like nothing ever comes together for Ben. It j- and I didn't realize how many times a day I would say it. You'd say it. You'd have that little check in your spirit, right? But you continued on with the conversation. And if you're not careful, you can become numb to that, right? How important is that those words? And I would say it in different ways, right? We take two steps forward and one step back. Yeah, we say it in those kinds of terms all the time. It doesn't feel like everything, like something should be coming together for him. Like, yeah. look at the price. Look what he's given to his country, yeah. you know, and, and uh, you want those things. And the Lord just reminded me to stop saying that. Stop saying that. That's speaking the problem and not speaking the solution, right? Right. Speaking the solution, the end result. And so, you know, I called my mom one day and we were talking about that, you know, when she was there. And I said, we're going to stop saying that. We cannot stop saying that. And um, he was just really going through a really hard time, Ben was. And so we started praying. All things are working together for Ben, for his good and for God's glory. All things are working together for Ben, for his good and God's glory. And I just wouldn't come off of it. And I refused, I refused to say things are not working out for Ben. It doesn't look like it's coming together. The plan's not, you know, I didn't, I just refused. I refused in any context 
Now that's a spiritual fight. You have to fight yourself. Sure. You have to, you have to listen to the voice of God on the inside of you and be led by that. And it wasn't long before, but you know, from that point on that um, they needed to select a candidate to participate in the warrior contest. Right. Um, and so best warrior contest. Yeah. Well, well, of course my son's the best warrior and uh, things didn't go good. You know, when we started down this road, it just didn't look like that was going to, it didn't look like that was going to come together. Right. And so, you know, um, but Ben persevered um, yeah. and Ben's mama and his grandmother talk about a lineage from God. Right. So yeah. we have, um, we had uh, my mother, me, Ben, and Ben's daughters, and they were all praying, four generations, yeah. praying for Ben to do good, right? And Ben goes to this competition called the Best Warrior Competition, and lo and behold, he wins in the Pacific Rim. For the Ooh. Pacific Rim. Little bully he, from Upper Clay, <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> and, we, and we have just Love talked it. about that. We laugh about that all the time. And, and we'll say that, you know, when they had him, they took him to um, Samoa, the American side of Samoa, as a reward, right, for winning the competition. And he was there with the general, and he was introduced as the pride of the Pacific. And Ben will laugh, right? And he'll say, the pride of the Pacific from Cowan, West Virginia. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, no and limitations with God. There are no limitations. <laughs> Demographics yeah. do not limit God. That's right. Do not limit God. And so, you know, I'm... We, we are just so proud of his military career and what he's done. And he has told us now for the last three times, right, every time, this is my last reenlistment. This is my last reenlistment. Well, he's still there. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's been in the military since 20, uh, since 2001. And, um, you know, God's hand has been on him the entire time. And without God, I... Yeah, I didn't take, I don't take one day of it for granted. I don't take one day of it for granted, you know, and hard days, good days, but you can't take any of them for granted. That's and right. to those parents that are out there, if your child chooses a career in the military, A, be so proud and continually yes. support them and refuse to allow your mind to, to go to what could happen. You know, um, but that's any scenario with any parent. You know, we lay down in that bed at night and there it comes. Those thoughts, you know, they want to creep in. You have to fight that. That's right. And then replace that thought with that scripture. Mm -hmm. You know, I look, my eyes look to the hills from whence comes my help. You know, I will. If I look today and I see that scripture and it's written in my Bible for being when you're in Iraq and i I do my Bible, I intend to leave it to my children, you know, when I leave this earth, I want them to go back through, I want them to see the power of the prayers that kept them safe, what delivered them, it wasn't their mother, it was God, it was God, you That's know, right. and so there you go. That's right, listen, I appreciate you sharing that, that's um, exactly what needed to be said tonight. So I want to, as we start to wrap things up, one, I agree with you. It's honorable. You know, I, 
though I can't imagine. Here's what comes to mind. I've started three sentences now. Let's see if I can complete one. So if we're not careful in these situations when people say like, hey, we're joining the military or my son's in the military, fear, fear becomes the overwhelming mm -hmm. part of it instead mm -hmm. of the honor, the respect that is due. Mm -hmm. So um, I appreciate you sharing that with us. My hope is that others hear this and give our military the respect that they so deserve. We are living in the benefits of what they do every day. And mm -hmm. um, so we're super thankful um, for Ben and for all of those ladies and gentlemen that have served and are serving in the military. Um, mm -hmm. So, and I appreciate you sharing your story because it's tough stuff to go back to that. I mean, that's been years ago mm -hmm. and you, you walked through those emotions and you walk through that time with God. And sometimes it's, it's tender to go back to those mm -hmm. memories and those thoughts. But um, three things I want to, I want you to answer for me, for us. Um, <laughs> okay. During, during your time that Ben was in the military, including um, when he was deployed, what did you learn about Betsy? What did you learn Ooh. about yourself? What did you learn about your son, Ben? And what did you learn about God? I think the hardest part, what I learned about me is that I had a plan. And as much as I loved Ben and I wanted him to do what I wanted him to do, that it was not the plan um, that he chose, but I had to trust God regardless, yeah. regardless. And that was so hard. Um, it's hard for any parent to walk through that. Yeah. That was the hardest thing mm -hmm. um, was not going to get him. Yeah. You know, uh, if you would have let me gone to Iraq, I would have went and got him. There was at least, at least three occasions I would have bought the ticket and, Whatever you need me to do to get him, I would have went. Yes. But they yes. won't let you do that. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, and I, I'm sure every parent would say that. You yeah. know, um, that's the hardest part is that you have lost control of that situation. You do not get to make their decisions. Yeah, you can't. You don't even get to have an influence. You have to trust that everything you've put in them until this point is going to come back out. Yes. And you have to trust God beyond any, beyond any question of anything. You have to trust God in that. So that's the hardest. What yeah. was my next one? What did I learn about Ben? About the Ben story. Yeah. Oh, that um, Ben loves to tell this story and uh, he loved football. Ben, avid football player, played football, from the time he could go, he, he wanted to play football. He excelled at that. And uh, his first, um, one of his first times home, he came back and he saw Coach Rogers and he said, two a days were tougher than basic training. And AJ <laughs> would laugh and tell me that story Aww. to this day. And, uh, you know, um, Ben was more mature than I gave him credit for more receptive to the hand of God being on his life and um, has transformed into this loving father, um, husband, and um, military person who just desires to give back, right? 
And I never saw that part of, I knew it's what he would always be, but it's so hard because even now he's still so far away, you know, and um, I won't, the hardest thing when Ben got home from one of his deployments, I give a plug here to the USO and to the people who helped fund that. And uh, one of his deployments, when he came home and they flew into New York, the, the USO was there with cell phones, right? Yeah. And they gave them to these, these soldiers. And the first phone call he made was to me. And it was just like, like all the weight came off, right? Yeah. And he, I don't think, I don't think our children understand how much we love and care for them, Maxetta. I don't think they realize. I agree. I, and I think that as parents of soldiers, our job is to pray, not only for the safety of your soldier, but for the safety of the military. Like I've been praying for just being, I prayed for his unit, for his battalion, for his brigade, for wherever he was decisions over them yes you do you have to be so vast and and you have to be so diligent in that and it's so hard when you're watching the images on tv to stay focused on your prayers and um you know and so i think that was the hardest part and but ben was always so resilient to that um he was always he could always look past it to what was going to be next. Hmm. That's an attribute that he still, it's instilled in him today. Um, but that that's what I learned about him is that he is so, God is so faithful. Ben is so resilient yeah. and, uh, and can, and can rise to meet whatever the demands are on him. That's great. Ooh, wonderful. What was my last, what was my last one? Well, you answered it. God is so faithful. What did you learn about God? Yeah. Yeah. God loves, you know, and we say that we say it a lot, you know, faith works by love, right? Mm -hmm. Faith works by love. It was my love for my child that made my faith in God work. Right. Right. It really was. It was just desperation. There just was, I couldn't tell you how many tears we cried. And I do believe that. I do believe that God does hold our tears and he'll bring them back to us. Yeah. You know, I do believe that. And, um, but those will be, you know, tears of joy now because we're just, we're on the other side of that. Yeah. And so, you know, if you've got parents who are out there and they're trying to figure the road forward, my gosh, make contact with some of the resources that are out there um, and make contact, keep contact with the military that, that have come home, that have fought these battles because it, they fight that battle. They continue to fight yeah. in their minds. And I, yeah, it doesn't stop. When they come home. With them. I mean, yeah. You're right. Keeping contact yeah. with them. It, it is, they have paid such yeah. a price. And, um, you know, as, as citizens that, um, reap the benefits, we owe them so much. So and much. so, yes. yeah. So there we go. I agree. Thank you Listen. for this time. Thank you for letting me share. What a good topic. Thank you. Thank for choosing. you. I appreciate your willingness to share and for joining us. I truly believe others will learn from this as well. I did. Listen, I thought I was all like, 
I know a lot from our prep call. Then you dropped that bomb on me about them rolling. No, no, not my baby. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, and I'm excited to tell the listeners that we're hoping in the future to have Ben as a guest as well. So you'll get to hear his side of of military life and his experiences and, and what he so chooses to share with us. But we appreciate Betsy. And um, I think that everyone would agree that you heard all throughout the conversation um, about the faithfulness of God, the importance of prayer, the importance of a church family, the importance of a support system. Um, so utilize, utilize. <laughs> yeah. um, your, your support system when you're going through things like this. Uh, you're not meant to carry it alone. And um, yeah, so thank you so much, Miss Betsy. Thank you. Thank you. Yay! I appreciate it. And um, Veterans Day is coming up. Get out there yeah. and thank a soldier. Yeah. Just say, when you yeah. see them and you pass them in That's the mall right. and they have the hat on, just thank all you, you got to do is say, thank you. Yes. Thank you for your service. Yeah. I just want to thank you for that. And Yes. They are so humble. Most of them are just so humble when you meet them and say thank you. And their gratitude is just overwhelming. Yes. Um, and I'm going to echo some of what she said. Uh, let's do better. Let's give the respect where the respect is due when they're playing the uh, national anthem. When you see someone out and, you know, they have some sort of marker that they're a veteran. Um, take the time out to respect them and be teaching our younger generation as well. Mm -hmm. Betsy was a Sunday school teacher at the time my kids were young enough when Ben mm -hmm. was in some of the deployments, I believe. And mm -hmm. I can remember she taught them so much, so much mm -hmm. that I had failed to teach them as a parent. So let's teach the younger generations uh, about the respect due to our military mm -hmm. men and women. Um, yeah. So let's honor them and give them the honor that they so very much deserve but okay so i'm going to turn you loose so you can visit with your husband and uh, again we appreciate you sharing your story with us i'm glad we're gonna pick another topic i'm gonna come back you and i are good talkers we love it don't we i'll tell you what now that betsy i could have a few topics to get her on here and i, I just may i might be looking at my new co-host right there you know right See? Maxie and I go way back and we love it. I we love, go her. I way love back her and her heart. So. And you know, some of I've shared some on my YouTube channel that uh people earn the right to have an opinion in my life. Betsy has that right. When Betsy uh she can call me out on things, she can call me up on things, she can celebrate with me, uh rein me in when needed. Um her she has been consistent in my life and I know that when she's correcting me or um, reining me in, whatever you want to call it, it's from a place of love and it's true. It's right. I mean, it's right. You know, it is. And you need people like that um, in your life. So surround yourself with lots of Betsy's and her laugh is contagious. It's contagious too. I mean, it's a good time. So, okay. Well, thank you so much. We'll wrap it up. Thank yes. you. Thank you, listeners. Love on uh, the military personnel. All right. Okay. Thank you, Maxetta. Thank you. We'll do it again next week, friends. Well, that was good stuff. Hey, thanks for joining me. I hope you'll join us each week 
just be a regular here every Thursday. I mean, hey, it's time to talk about it. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Maxetta Gad, and I call this Chatting with Maxie. It's like I'm on a FaceTime call with lots of friends. I tell a couple funny stories and share a little devotional to encourage you for the week. And while you're on YouTube, be sure to check out Emily and Maxetta reviewing The Grub. It's restaurant reviews that myself and my friend Emily are completing, and it's throughout the state of West Virginia. You'll enjoy it. Thanks again.